Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our executive producer T-Bone and my co-host, world champion in pork at the American Royal Invitation. Is it invitation or invitational? Invitational. Yes. You know, I really have See, to- if you quit all these long introductions, <laughs> we wouldn't have this problem. You could just say that guy over there. Listen, just sit there and enjoy it, okay? Uh, he's Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, and he's interrupting me. It's Andy Groneman in the house. Hi, Andy. Hello. Coming up, we're going to be talking pork with Travis Clark. He is the Pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue, a returning guest. Has he- T-Bone has he been on once or twice? Oh, gosh, I didn't know that there was going to be a math question. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're going to chew the fat a multiple oh, times here. <laughs> oh, Anyway, they have, his team has been uh, team of the year. They've been the KCBS Rib and Brisket Team of the Year, and he's got some great products. We're talking rubs, mustards, uh, sauces. Oh, I love his mustard. I, I just got to say, that mustard is incredible. Do you got? Do you have the regular one or the hot one? I got the habanero. Yeah, the habanero. I got some. It looks really upstairs. good. You want me to bring it down and, for you? Yeah, I'll just take a spoonful. That'll shut you up. <laughs> and, and an amazing restaurant. Yeah, amazing restaurant down in Oklahoma City. And you think that would shut me up. That's cute. Um, check out his website, ClarkCrewBBQ.com. That's ClarkCrewBBQ.com. They also have clothing. They have everything. So check it out. Now, here's very exciting news. T-Bone, our executive producer, has been working very hard lining up guests for us in future weeks, including next week we've got Sonny Moody. And Sonny was just featured on Food Network uh, Barbecue USA Mood, a few, few weeks ago. Mood Swing Barbecue. Mood, mood swing, swing Barbecue. barbecue. Sounds dangerous to me. Another heavy hitter in barbecue, Rodney Scott, is going to return. Yep. Uh, we were talking about him, about doing whole porks and stuff. Um, that, that He's just- yeah, Or, or hogs. Sometimes uh, instead of calling them porks, they're hogs. But that's fine, Dave. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you two feel the need to correct me on everything, this show is going to go two hours. I'm just telling you. <laughs> All right. That was, that's was that been a goal of ours for some time. Tim Shear. Just a minute. Just a minute. I guess it's, So Rodney's going to talk about uh, uh, throwing a Labor Day party, a big oh. last- Nice. Last for the summer. Perfect. Perfect. Because that man can throw a and, party. And his his documentary is on Netflix? Yes. Do you remember the name of it? I mean, if obviously, if you Google Netflix well, and Rodney it, Scott. It, it is. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. it it's a series. Uh, there's like, I think, six episodes. Of barbecue And, and stuff, each one right? highlights a different barbecue in, in the nation. T-Bone forced me to sit down and watch it and you know I was like I don't and you were riveted I was like I don't know and it was it was it you were was riveted to your seat it was really good it's only about 45 minutes long maybe right but it is really well done whoever put that together they just did a really good job uh, and, and you feel like by the end you, you knew Rodney you know and we talked to him. This is the second time, and we still don't know him. But anyway, <laughs> Tim Shear is coming back. We're very excited to have Tim back on the show. And also, we got Jess Pryles um, and then many more. Oh, and Tim, Tim's going to talk about that hot and fast smoking. Oh, yeah. With, with, with a drum. Very nice. And what about Jess? Do you know what Jess is going to talk about? 
Oh, uh, well, we are still. Jess is in Dublin right now, so we are out of contact. So right we're going to so talk about whiskey. It, about it's whiskey. kind of <laughs> it's kind of on hold, but we were leaning towards some chicken stuff. What about barbecue? Well, I want to talk more whiskey. All right, Jess, whatever you say. And then later today, we're going to be talking to Andy, who's right over there, about corn on the cob. I've been I've been pushing this topic for weeks now because it's summertime, and I love. There's nothing better than corn. Are you sure I can't talk about Irish whiskey? Uh, you can throw that in as a okay. warm-up. Okay. Uh, corn on the cob, I've been bugging him because I really want to talk about that. And Whiskey infused lots corn of- on the cob coming up. <laughs> lots of good corn on the cob options. So, Andy, what's been going on with you lately? So, coming up this weekend, yes, I'm going to be in New York at West Point, and we are going to be doing, I believe it's the 17th annual uh, Quad State Herf and Cigar BQ which is a fundraiser that we cook for uh, Hudson Valley Honor Flight. We usually have some other charities like Wings for Warriors or whatever tied in there. My my good friend, Boom Boom Barbecue, Sean Kiever, has uh, been putting this thing together with Charlie Baranier for years now. And uh, this is, is like the final flight, if you will. This is our final version of it. So now, is this it's going to be a big party. This is a contest? No, no, no. This You're is feeding, a, feeding people. Yeah, we're feeding people. And all of the cigar manufacturers show out and bring lots of uh, items to auction. And then everybody's buying a ticket to get their feed on. So it, it, we usually raise between thirty dollars and $40,000 for uh, the causes that are chosen for that year. Right. And it's always fun. I get to go to New York and, and hang out with all of our uh, great friends up there. And, you know, it's it's a great set of causes. And we're at West Point, so you're kind of steeped in that history yeah. right on the Hudson. Uh, can't beat it. You really can't. That's cool. Do they, they do they make you wear a uniform? No. Okay. Like a toy soldier? I do not look like a toy soldier. <laughs> a little makeup. I do sleep in a cabin. <laughs> Is that all happening on campus? It's... At uh, Lake Frederick, which is oh, the okay. rec area, uh, right yeah. on the edge of the grounds. I, I could act like I know what, where you're talking about, but I've been to Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah, I there you go. Slowly we turn. I'll see if anybody picks up on that reference. Anybody? Nope. Just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, well, that'll be great. I mean, that's a, when you do that many people, when you're feeding that many people, how exhausting is that? It, it it's pretty exhausting, but it's also a great time because you're talking to everybody, you're catching up, everybody's excited to be there for the event. So it's it's a big, long, energy filled weekend. It, it's Sunday afternoon, you're done. Yeah. Like it's you and stick then you a, sleep on the plane coming home. That's exactly right. <laughs> time now for our Ask Andy segment, sponsored by our August barbecue sauce of the month, which is Smoke on Wheels. Bootleg bourbon-infused barbecue sauce. By the way, it's gluten and MSG-free, and you can get it at All Things Barbecue. That's atbbq.com. T-Bone, what do you got for us this week? I've got a question from Rick, who Mm -hmm. is out of Newport, Arkansas. All right. Wonderful. I I didn't know that there were any port towns in in, in Arkansas. River ports. River ports. River ports. Of course. Lots of rivers going through there. Andy. Yes, sir. Smoke rings. How do you do that on purpose? <laughs> How do you do that on purpose? Okay, well, that's an interesting question. I mean, there's ways to do it on purpose that I don't necessarily know you need to do. Um, in general, the reaction of the smoke and the salt and the meat is going to create a smoke ring. 
So you're going to have that anyway. If you're trying to maximize that, you can do some things like give the meat a little uh, light coating of tender quick, which is a curing agent. And you just leave that on for a few minutes and then rinse it off hmm. and then season. Uh, and that tender quick will start that curing process and create some of that pink that will intensify the smoke ring. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of manufactured smoke rings. No, no, no. Some of the best barbecue might not have a smoke ring at all. So I don't know. I That is a way to do it. But are you thinking too much emphasis on smoke ring these yes, days? Yes. You don't need to have a smoke ring. That's Good bark, tender meat. Don't worry about the smoke. Okay, this may or may not be related, but last week the product of the week had to do with that little smoker thing that you point at it. Yes, is that something like that? It it's got its own purposes. It does add smoke to the chamber, so you can get more smoke into the meat. So theoretically, that might help with your smoke ring, but it's not designed to do that it's just designed to add more smoke to your okay. cooking chamber okay so you can flavor things ideally you're using it on something that you're going to cook uh that is a little more sensitive so you're going to add the smoke during a hot grilling session to get that smoke in as it's cooking like fish got it got it well thank you so much and thank you rick for the question we're going to send you our august barbecue sauce of the month which is smoke on wheels that you can get at all things barbecue at atbbq.com coming up we got travis clark pitmaster of clark crew barbecue at clarkcrewbarbecue.com coming up next right here on barbecue radio network you love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Very excited to have a returning guest, Pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay, why did I say Oklahoma City, Oklahoma? What other state would it be in? Alabama. Well, I, of course. Where were you? I don't know where you were going with that, Dave. Of course, Kansas City's in Missouri. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, out of Oklahoma, uh, Team of the Year, KCBS Rib and Brisket Team of the Year. Check out the website, ClarkCrewBBQ.com. Returning guest, Travis Clark. Travis, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm amazing, and it's good to be back. Well, I understand uh, you've been doing a competition, what, like 10 years now? This is this would be her tenth year. Wow! Yep. And you you took a little break, I, I assume, with COVID related with everything yeah, else going that, on. Yeah, but little little COVID and uh, because of the restaurant and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we took about eighteen months off. And of so course, seven years in restaurant time, getting that place open and up and. <laughs> yeah, uh, but exactly. now he's like crushing it there, so you know that's what happens. Yeah, it, it's it's doing well. How is your restaurant doing in Oklahoma City? You know, it's doing really good. Um, the day to day struggles that everybody's having right now mm-hmm. with supply chain and cost increases you know it's could be a whole lot better you know but we're very fortunate to be doing as well as we are uh, you know we've had three barbecue joints closed down in the last month here in oklahoma city and we're still plugging along so man we're, we're thankful for that well you're doing you're doing barbecue in oklahoma i mean that's a winning formula right there so yeah uh, people love barbecue yeah 
Yeah, and he, and the spin that they put on it is is kind of next level barbecue. So it really takes it, you know, it makes it a, an event to go to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, so you've been back competing though. So what's been different this year now that you've dusted off the <laughs> the the competition you know, hat? <laughs> you know, we we did a few last year just to kind of get into it. Uh, you know, my wife had never really done it. So we, we kind of got into it and got to go on. And then this year we're like, Oh, if you want, we've done 10 this year. Now I think nine, nine, maybe 10. I don't I think 10. We we've done some and it's, it's been fun. Um, the last two weeks here, we finally got our new trailer, um, and been working that. And that's, well, you know, a guy like me is a creature of habit, man. I've cooked 200 times out of my old trailer. So <laughs> cooking in something totally new, you know, nothing's where it was. I'm dying to tear the entire kitchen out and just make it a big version of what I have. You know, it's just, oh, that's great. Well, it, the trailer it, looks awesome. So I, It is. It's amazing. You know, we don't have to get hotels now. You know, we have a big living quarters. We can stay in there. You know, just like this last weekend, we went to Alamosa, Colorado. You know, we stayed on a night on the way out there and then stayed in the at the contest the night and then on the way home there. You know, it's three hotels. You have to get 600 bucks. Yeah, do you know, a, we we stayed in an RV park for thirty dollars. It was a, great. Do a lot of teams do that? Because that's that sounds like a great idea, and especially I, I you think, save money. I think a lot a lot of them do. A lot of them have you know fifth wheel campers and things like that, motorhomes. You know, I had just a cook trailer. Mm. You know, I mean, like like Brad. You know, getting based, I was right next to him. He has a cook trailer, and they just go to the hotel. And we did that. It was just you know I didn't like it because in my you know like I would stay in my trailer. I I would never go to the hotel. You know, so then my wife would have to take the vehicle and go, and it was just. We just wasn't together, and you know, it just—it's just kind of a pain. Now, if the kids still go, we still have to get hotels. There's not enough sleeping quarters for everybody. But yeah. when it's just us, it worked great. We took the bulldogs, man, threw them in there, and it was great. I yeah, mean, and was, you learn awesome. over time, kind of what you like, and and all of that. I think all of us have, like, I started out with like I had a jump, one of those jumping gyms trailers uh, yeah. for a while that uh, we cooked on, and that and that sucker ended up in Lincoln at, at Fat Jack's. Uh, and we've done the oh, fifth really? wheel thing and had a, an RV and yeah, it's yeah. it. But once you find that perfect setup for when you're out, it makes I, it so much easier. I, we looked at a lot of options. You know, we looked at like a class A motorhomes, big motorhomes. And the thing is you find the bigger, nicer ones sleep less people. Yeah. We literally looked at a $200,000 motorhome that I was going, this is ridiculous. And it would sleep three people. Yeah. They, I'm like, they make them all creature to, comfort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, you could live in the thing, but you couldn't sleep people. <laughs> you know, so then you look, you need like like a class C that would sleep enough people. And then I was like, I don't want to cook out of that thing. You know, I don't want to cook out of it. I like having a cooking trailer with all the stainless counters and stuff. You know, so you, you just kind of found it. And a friend of mine was retiring, kind of getting out of barbecue, had this trailer. It's in great shape. We got it, made some changes we wanted. I took the fridge out, made the racks for my Yeti coolers to slide in and out on them. I got them on drawer slides. You know, put new countertops in it, a stainless wall. Uh, just, you know, did some things to kind of personalize it, put a new jambo on it. Yeah. Fix just some little things, uh, you know, a new shower head, just do things like we wanted. And I mean, first weekend was a little rough. I mean, honestly, I, I cooked day one out of it. It was extremely rough. I was so frustrated. I was like, I'm going to rip this kitchen apart. <laughs> um, you know, that night we kind of moved things around a little bit. Like, you need to be able to get to this. You need to be able to get to this. So we moved things around. Day two was way better made a couple little more tweaks for this weekend and it was much smoother. So I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. Well, and it was rough, but you still RGC'd, right? So, <laughs> so here's, here's a weird thing. <laughs> I cooked terrible that day and I'm not kidding you. I was so frustrated with myself. One of the worst cooks I've had truthfully in, in years, years. I'm not kidding you. 
Um, I was so mad at my brisket. I, my camera was in a different place. It used to be right by my leg. I'd pop it open, feel the heat coming out of it, close it back. Now it's up high at the other end of the trailer, you know, completely different place. I didn't burp that Cambro until I got ready for pork. And I was like, Oh God, I knew what I did. I overcooked everything. My pork was horrible. My brisket's horrible. And we're third place with both of them. I'm thinking <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. I mean, they're terrible. If you would have gave me 20th place brisket, I went, yep, probably. It was horrible. Does that worst, ha- brisket I, worst brisket I've cooked in let, five years. Let me ask both of you, since you both do competition, are there times where you turn it in and you think, man, that's going to come in first place, doesn't place, oh, yeah. and then other times oh, you're yeah. like, well, like, what 100%. just happened? That, that weekend right there, I turned that thing in and I was like, that is horrible. I, I told Jamie, I was like, we just cooked about a 690 <laughs> For, right there. The yeah. day two, I told her, I, could, I was like, I cooked a 705. So day one that I cooked horrible, I score seven oh eight. Day <laughs> yep. two, I cook amazing, I score six ninety four. If you flip flop them days, I go, yeah, probably. But that's the frustrating thing about barbecue. You're sitting there the whole time thinking, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, and and over time, and 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 Travis will tell you now, and he's got so many GCs per win. Like you've cooked what two hundred and fifty contests? No, two thirty four. Two thirty four. So. A, a quarter of them, <laughs> probably a quarter of them are wins, GCs. right? Fifty-eight GCs. Yeah. So, so he's got, uh, you know, percentage-wise, it it's, the, it's the highest ever. I mean, yeah. percentage-wise, it's crazy. There's guys with more, like Brad. Brad now has he won this weekend, so he has the exact same amount of GCs. He has fifty-eight, but he's cooked hundred twenty more times than me. Yeah, and, and I've been cooking for twenty-five years. Water. And I've probably got, I think the last time that we counted, I was sitting at like 48 or something, but I've cooked 25 years. So, sure. so the, we just did a lot in a short, you know, and you figure taking 18 months off, I would I probably would have had another 50 contests I've cooked. You know, it's, you know, it's, we've been extremely fortunate, but you, you, when you cook that much, you know, when it's right, you know, when it's wrong. And I'm telling you day one, my food was so wrong. And you, you figure out real quick, we go straight to the judging sheets and look at the table and see where yeah. that table was. And so hey, we this know weekend, this weekend, I, this weekend, I truly cooked one of the contests where I could have got a first place in anything and I would have felt like I earned it. I had a really, really amazing cook wound up sixth. What killed me was <laughs> 21st pork. Yeah. You know, my, one of my best meats I cooked. brisket's probably my best seconds pork. And I was 21st and you sit there and you look at the other teams you're on there with and you think there's no way. And it was gonna, just a brutal. It was just a brutal table. Yeah. It, it happens. It just happens. Well, speaking of pork, let's hit you up next segment about talking about something that Travis Clark is really good at pork, and we want to help out the backyard barbecue. Also, talk about some of your products on your website. You have got yeah. the rubs and the mustards, hot pickles, regular pickles. You name it, they've got pickles, and uh, you can get all of that and, and order it online at ClarkCrewBBQ.com. That's ClarkCrewBBQ.com. Talking to Travis Clark right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kais, along with our producer, T-Bone, and our co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Andy Groneman. And we are talking, speaking of pitmasters, uh, from Clark Crew Barbecue. They are the American Royal Champions of the Jack Daniels World Champions. Check out the website, including the restaurant and all the great products there at ClarkCrewBBQ.com. That's ClarkCrewBBQ.com. We've got Pitmaster Travis Clark back for another segment. And, and Travis, um, we've been talking, one of your things that you're really good at is pork. 
And we're yeah. always trying to help the backyard guy with experts like yourself. So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through, like you go to the grocery store or you go to the butcher and you get a pork butt, just kind of walk us through it and be sure to include your products because you got some great yeah, no, products you, on your I'll website. I'll tell you how I do it. I'll tell you how Please I do Please do. My, yeah, my biggest thing, I, I, I go to a grocery store. A lot of times your butcher shops don't carry whole pork butts. They do more specific cuts. They've already cut that pork butt into, you know, pork steaks, you know, things like that. So I usually just go to a grocery store, um, you know, any of them, Walmart, anywhere. You can find good pork. I don't know if I've ever been in a grocery store. I ain't in the meat section looking at what they got. You know, I'm constantly that guy looking for that competition choice, you know, that I could get. <laughs> but I'm the same thing when I'm going to cook at home. Same thing. I look for a pork butt. I Even if it's at home, I'm looking for that great money muscle on the end. I'm looking for great marbling. And I'm looking for one that has a whole fat cap on the backside. I don't like the ones that has it peeled off. I like that fat cap. It, that's whether I'm home or competition. You know, I find a good one like that. Typical my range, I like that 8 to 10 pounds. I don't like them great big huge ones. I like about 8 to 10 is ideal for me. If you're cooking on a pellet grill, anything in your backyard, it's just a good size to handle. You know, so I, I find me one like that. I take the thing home. If I'm cooking at home, I do not inject. Competition, I inject. That's that's probably my biggest difference. At home, I keep it a little more simple. You know, I do very minimal trimming. I try to leave all the fat cap on. You know, when you get them pockets of that uh, kind of that blood and everything right there, real yeah. slimy area, trim it off. I mean, I, I, I think in my head, if it looks like something I ain't going to want to eat now, you know, I, I take it off. You know, you see that slime on there and the blood and the veins sometimes just like pockets of it. I just take a knife and trim it off there. Nothing, nothing excessive. I, I cook my pork butts pretty much whole. Competition, I trim that money muscle out a little bit, but I cook that butt whole other than that. So at home, I, I'm even more that way. I just trim anything that's just what I would say truly nasty off. And do you find now, that gland in there usually underneath the fat cap yep, over in yep. the side? So, so, so if you get away from blade bone side, you know, if you're on the side that has no bone, on the side of the pork butt that has no bone, right there you see that big old fat pocket, big old white seam where like three pieces of red meat come together. Yep. If you dig in there, there's a gland in there. And I mean, it, it's usually the size of a dime to a quarter, you know, I mean, kind of like the end of your thumb, you know, it's a pretty good size little deal and it's dark gray. And it's, if you find it, you'll know it's like a dark gray and slimy. You cut that thing with a knife. It's just the worst gristle sound you ever do. <laughs> I take that out of every bud in my restaurant. And I take it out of them in competition. I take it out at home. You don't want to eat that thing. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like it would hurt you if you left it no, in, no. but what it does is it gets texture. bitter and the texture is very if grisly. You, you take that thing. I've cooked that thing in a pan to see what it tastes like. It just don't taste great. No, it so gets if it doesn't bitter taste the great, more you get it out of there. You know, if you could find it, it's really easy to find, you know, it's just a huge fat pocket on that side, white, hard fat. You know, you see it right there where three pieces of meat come together. You can get in there with a knife and just cut a hole like you're digging that fat out. You will find it in there. Yep. It's easy to find once you show people. They're like, "Oh wow, I didn't even know it was there." I take that thing out every time. You know, I'm mean, every time. I think it's very important. You know, so basically, just try to get that butt to how you'd want it. You know, rub your hand across that thing. Make sure you don't feel no bone slivers. You know, you can get a great pack, and I suggest up on that money muscle has a sliver that's still on there that they didn't get off. Just get all the bone off. You know, if that thing has a back there where they cut the shoulder blade back there, you know, I always try to make sure that that's not a busted bone. If it is. I'll take needle nose pliers and pull them bone pieces out because I don't want to risk. I don't want to risk feeding those to anybody, you know? Yeah. Cause they'll so, just splinter as it cooks. Sure. Yeah. It gets worse and worse and then they're hard to find. And if you're wrapping something, you end up blowing a hole in the foil or something, you know, it's just, you just try to, I try to fix it the best I could before it ever hits the pit. Yep. You know, just try to take everything, every, every care you can to it. 
So if you've got a good pork butt, you've done that trimming like that, at home, simple seasoning. I, I take my brisket rub and my rib rub, and I season them I season them with that. That's all I do. If I'm in competition, I add like some pecan and some raw docks with it. Other than that, it's the same thing. Now, when you season at home, how much do you put on? Do you put on a lot? Do you put on a little? I, 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 coat, I coat that meat enough at home or in competition. I do the same. I coat it enough that when it soaks in, I can still see the grain of the meat. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a lot, but I put enough on that once it soaks in, I can still see it. So if you season it and you look at it again, you're thinking, oh, I see a lot of meat still. Season a little more. It ain't going to hurt nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just like to be able to see faintly, but I can still see the grain of that meat. Faintly, and, and let me give and you, I would say it's a lot of rub. And let me give you a little plug there. What is what is the name of those seasonings again? I, I use my Jack brisket rub and my Royal rib rub. Okay, which you can get at ClarkCrewBBQ.com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in <laughs> several stores. I mean, I, I, it's in Ace Hardware. So I've got it at a lot of places. I use I use those rubs on my pork religiously, both of them. You know, I, I don't I don't use my five XL seasoning. I have that on pork butts. I do on pork loins. I like I like a little more savory for that. Yeah, you know, and and, and them rubs. Once you put them on, you've got a lot of room to play. Now, when I put them on and, and cook, if I'm doing it at home, I'm a low and slow guy. I like to, you know, if I'm throwing that's them on, I got just a trigger. What I, I, was... got a trigger. Yeah. I got a trigger on my back porch, and that's easy. I mean, I like to just take the thing and throw it on there and go. You know, I've got a nice gas grill, but I don't use that for smoking. You know, I'll throw it on my trigger, and I'll let it go. I've got a Yoder. Um, I love that thing, too. You know, it's just a lot heavier to move. I don't leave it sitting outside. I keep it in my garage. Yeah. In the backyard I have now, you got to freaking go out and around through the grass and get it out there. It's a beast. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a monster. Now, do you have... It, wh- it, 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 it Tra- does a good job. Travis, do you have one of those thermometers you put in there that you can read on your phone, or how do you, you do that? You do, you do, but I don't on pork. Okay. I just don't. Pork is so easy to do. You, you just don't need to. So, I season those. I throw them on. I'm, I'm more of a low and slow guy. 225 or less. You know, and then when I get ready to wrap mine, I wrap mine at home even if I'm going to do it. I, I like to wrap my pork, and this is where you can change everything you want to do. You know, if you can you can make it sweet like I do in competition, wrap with wrap with some maple syrup and stuff like that, mm. butter, sugar. There's nice. lots of things you do. Competition, that's what I do. At home, I'm more of a savory guy. You can use a Stubbs pork marinade, the cheap bottle they get there. Yep. You can use smoke on wheels. Andy's, Andy's deal. Everybody in the world that's done competition just uses his wrap pork. That'll give you more of a savory pork versus a sweet pork yep it's just it's all in how you want to do it i mean you can change everything you want to do right there i know guys that do it with soda pop you know like dr pepper i don't do that but i know a lot of guys that do yeah and it's simple at home when you wrap you're gonna braise the meat and add flavor and you're gonna just pound it with that flavor and make it get that tenderness you're gonna make that fat render down and break down with whatever you've wrapped with to put in there i always throw a little bit of butter in there just because i like butter i'm a fat guy that's what i do I like butter. I always throw a little <laughs> bit in there when I wrap. It, it just makes good, just good food. So you know, and then and then you just sit there and just render that thing down. You know, and to be to be something you're going to pull apart at home. I, for me, that number is 200. You know, I I, I want to hit at least 200 degrees in, in in my altitude. Now, if you got listeners that are in Denver, that's, you're not going to hit 200. You know, you got to go off the boiling point of water. But in, in here in the Midwest where we are, 200 degrees, she's going to be tender. When you open that foil up, you should be able to grab that blade bone and it should feel like it wants to come out. Yeah. If it absolutely. doesn't feel like if it doesn't want to feel if it feels like it doesn't want to come out, it's not done. Hmm. You should be able to pull that bone in and you should see the meat stay in place for the most part and that bone want to slide out. It should fall out. If that thing falls out, it's done. And that needs to be two hundred degrees to even to even be thinking about that. And so you're what, probably about six hours and then wrap and then another couple? Yeah, yeah. On on a pellet grill, yes. If you've got an offset you know, if you're doing a, an Oklahoma Joe's offset pit in your backyard or something like that, you're probably going to wrap quicker. 
you know, you're going to throw down more, more smoke and things like that, but you're probably going to be running that pit at more like 250 also. So you're speeding that time up. Yeah. You know, like my Jambo's in the backyard, even my backyard Jambo, that thing wants to run 275. Now, Travis, you would, you would fight it. I know so. we're near the end and we got about 45 seconds. What quickly do you want to throw out there for us at the end? You know, you, you, you know, I'm going to do a class December in December. Um, haven't nailed down the date yet. I'm going to have one. I've got a couple backyard classes coming. All that'll be on my website and on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, you can get all of our products there. You can always reach out to us on the, any of those. If you have questions on any of them. Perfect. And check that out on Travis Clark's website, which is clarkcrewbbq.com. There's rubs, sauces, pickles, mustards, and even some clothing. So check it out for Travis Clark at clarkcrewbbq.com. Next segment, we're talking corn on the cob with Andy. Travis, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, guys. And we'll be right back talking summertime, corn on the cob with Andy on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits has wood-burning barbecue pits, both commercial and now residential for you backyard barbecuers. Again, go to oldhickorypits.com. And please support your local barbecue joints. I know I do that on a regular basis, and everybody else in this room does. And if you're ever out in San Luis Obispo in California beautiful area you've been there haven't you Andy? yes have been t-bone oh yeah okay i spent yeah well all of us have spent time in southern california i have too yeah. i have too i actually lived out there for about a year the weather out there oh my gosh it's so nice um, but check out check this place out i love this name old slow barbecue company which is really me. Well, that's telling. Old and slow. <laughs> but it's Old Slow, S-L-O, BBQ Company. It's on 670 Hagara Street. And I was looking at their menu, and you might want to try their tri-tip sandwich. That thing just looks delicious. And if you're in San Luis Obispo, California, be sure to listen to News Talk, 620 AM and 96.5 FM, where you can hear Barbecue Radio Network, KVEC, and go to their website, 920kvec.com and we're on Sundays at 1 o'clock. All right, my partner in crime, Annie Groneman, Chef's Choice Champion at the Jack Daniels World Invitational. It's time now for the All Things Barbecue Spotlight. All Things Barbecue has the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors hop in the fence to get a taste much like Travis just did in that last segment. Okay, good. They're no longer ticked off. <laughs> so, so this are they still talking to us after my last one? What, what, was, what was my slogan I made for them last week? That, well, instead of hopping the fence, your neighbors will be ticked off. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're it's off. so good. Well, you know what? I'm going back to that. Your no, neighbors. No, we're not. No, we're, no, we're, no, we're no. not going back. <laughs> I, Only I, forward, Dave. Only forward. <laughs> and speaking of forward, so. The, uh, you know, while we were talking earlier and I'm, I'm flying out to New York this weekend, mm-hmm. but I spent a good chunk of the week uh, working on my move because uh, we are moving <laughs> oh, to a new home. And oh, so oh, the move, the actual move. Yes, the actual, the actual move. Move. I thought you had a new move. And for, so one, <laughs> you of the, working on. Yeah, one of the features of my new home is a fairly large deck. Oh, no. And so my product spotlight item for you today is something that is perfect for large decks Mm -hmm. and that is a heavy duty fire resistant grill mat i knew you were going to say that because that's that's something people don't think about and you know let's face it anytime you're barbecuing safety first yeah so 
uh, you know, my Yoders were on the patio at the old house, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have one of them up on the deck uh, when we move. So I need to get a grill mat. So those grill mats, you definitely want one anytime you're cooking on a deck. And they're great on the patio, too, because they keep the grease right. and everything off the patio. Uh, but they're typically made out of material that is not porous. So any grease or juices that fall will just beat up on it. They won't soak into mm-hmm. it. Uh, but any little uh, embers or anything that jump out of the right. pit, any of, especially if you're using a charcoal grill or you, you want that mat down to keep you from causing a fire on your deck and it keeps everything nice and tidy and clean. So that's going to be my first uh purchase for the new deck it's going to go right under my ys640s uh <laughs> that's going to be doing uh big duty up there now dumb question when it's time when it, you know when when you've got a bunch of stuff on it do you hose it off or how do you clean it off yeah i actually take just a degreaser uh-huh. uh, or that mr clean right deep mist spray is another good one and i just spray it down and then just hose it hose off it with up. the hose let yeah, it dry super you're easy. ready to go cool well you can get that at all things barbecue their website atbbq.com that's atbbq.com and they've got everything you could imagine for your barbecue needs and wants. It's not just needs. Well, it is needs. That's it right. goes from a want to a need. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, I've been bugging you for, I don't know how many weeks now, since uh, early March, about corn on the cob. That's right. It's peaches and cream season down here in Kansas. And and you and T-Bone keep trying to redirect me when I'm going, I want to talk corn on the cob. But I absolutely, probably one of my favorite things in the summer is grilled corn on the cob. Give us some recipes. What can we do? All right. So first and foremost, you've got options. Okay. So uh, if you want to get a nice grilled corn that still has that really plump, steamy kernel, Mm -hmm. um, what I like to do is grill it with the husk on. Okay. So I'm going to start by pulling all of the the little hair out of the, all those little fine hairs out of the husk. Now, I've seen people... Like, aren't there like brushes that help you do that? There are, or you can remove the husk completely and pull it off from the other end. I don't like to do that. Again, kind of like Travis was talking about last segment, I want to get stuff out of the way before I cook instead of after. Right. So I try and get that open, get those off, give everything a good rinse, and then I'll put all of my ears of corn, I'll put the husks back on, and I'll throw them in the sink or a small cooler with a little bit of salted water. Hmm. And let them just soak for a good thirty minutes. Is that is that a brine? Am I am I? It's a very very weak brine. I'm Got not it. suggesting a full on right, brine, right. but yeah, just a little bit of kind of like salting your pasta water, right? Got it. So I don't know where you go, but where I get my water it doesn't come salted. <laughs> so the 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 purpose of that is to get those husks nice and soaked, and then when I put it on the grill and start grilling it, mm-hmm. as the husks dry, they're going to steam that corn. Oh yeah. And you're going to get a little bit of the smoke from the grill. You're going to get a little bit of that flavor. And then as the husks char, you'll get that flavor from them charring up as you're turning that corn Mm -hmm. on the grill. But the kernels on the inside are just steaming away, getting happy. So if you (laughs) like those big plump kernels and a little bit of smoke in it, that's probably the way that I would do it. So husk on uh, kind of full you know, full in the grill and then just cook that until the husks are completely charred. Now, do you do it directly over heat or yeah. indirect, directly yeah, over you heat? You can do it directly over the heat. 
if, if you've got a pellet cooker or you're using a gas grill and you want to do a little bit of indirect, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely do it over direct heat with those nice soaked husks. And, and kind of what temperature are you talking about? You know, 400 to 500 degrees. Is so they're a, pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to steam. You're going to create steam as those husks get hot. They're going to release that water as steam into the corn and then they'll start to char on the outside and that's really what you want is that char to form right because that's going to create some flavor for you so when you're doing it about how often should you turn it like do you turn it like a quarter turn yeah like a quarter turn and just do that every few minutes so the other way that i like to grill corn is I like to do a Mexican street corn style corn. All right. Uh, so a lote is what we call that. And so for for a, a dish like that, you're going to actually take the husks off. Mm-hmm. You're going to peel everything away from it. And then you're going to put some mayo on the corn. And I usually mix in uh, a little bit of like ancho chili powder, some jalapeno, a little heat. garlic. Yeah, get give it some flavor mm-hmm. and then brush that into the corn and you start grilling it again over that and there's hot no there's no grill. Hus- there's no husk right no husk so just right on there okay and you're going to start just brushing it with that as you grill oh. and you can take a little bit of butter and that mayo and any of the seasonings that you want to add to that and you're going to just start brushing away and then i keep some cotija cheese and if you don't have cotija cheese any salty crumbly cheese so you could even use like a parmesan or something mm-hmm. and we're just going to coat it with that and keep coating everything as we go, and it's going to get a little charred, and you're going to get a little bit of browning of that mayo and the cheese, and it just creates this amazing flavor. And then you've got a little bit of char on the kernels, too, so they're not the big, steamy, plump ones like what we were talking about earlier. They've got a little bit of character to them at this point, but that's my favorite way. I like to do an elote and do a Mexican street corn. Man, I there's just nothing better than that, you know. I've I've got a guy, you know how when you have gatherings and I'll bring the hot dogs, I'll bring we got a guy and he's like, I got the corn on the cob and he does the first the way you did it the first time. Yes. And he bring he wraps them in newspapers when he's when he's after they're done cooking. Does, have you ever heard anybody do that? No, but I would think that would make it start to have a scent like the ink on paper. I've always wondered about that, but it seems to work out fine. Because those husks are, are porous, so I wouldn't... That would be interesting I know, to me. but it's uh, all... But I, they're delicious. And that twitch that you've got, I mean... Well, it's not that much ink. <laughs> less, less than, the less than the tattoo that you have over your neck. So anyway... <laughs> Thanks again for your corn on the cob, Andy. Uh, we'd also like to thank Pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue and American Royal Champion, along with Jack Daniels, World Champion, Travis Clark on the show. Check out their website. Man, they got great products over there. ClarkCrewBBQ.com. They got rubs. They got sauces. They've got pickles. They got mustard. They got everything. Also, don't forget about our August barbecue sauce of the month, Smoke on Wheels, bootleg bourbon-infused barbecue sauce that you can get at all Things Barbecue, which is atbbq.com. Next week, we got Sunny Mooney. She's recently been on the Food Channel's BBQ USA. Very excited to have her, and we're we'll talking about creative ways to do chicken. That's all coming up next week, so tune in right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website 
at bbqradionetwork.com. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. 